Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. So, Justin, the kind of things that you see driving around the roads, lots of people contacting us yesterday with, with their examples. What are yours? Good morning. Morning, PJ. My take on the whole thing is you're lowering the speed limits, and that's, you know, great. Yeah. I so find some, that Ireland in, has a... Sometime a, in 2024, a, that's going to happen, yeah. Yeah, in the future. But it, the, the, the problem is... Everybody wants to trust that people will do the right thing when nobody's looking. That's not going to solve your speeding solution. Mm. You know, you, you need guards, you need fines. That's going to stop people. When it starts hurting their pocket, that's when they're going to stop. They're going to start slowing down and paying attention. All the road crashes that have been in the news lately, I mean, I don't know particulars of specific crashes, but I can tell you out here in West Cork, you see the young kids speeding around, or you see the older generation doing half the speed limit on the road, slowing up traffic. Both of them are a safety hazard. There's, you know, and that's what enforcement's all about. You need an agency that can actually enforce the laws. If the Garda is the police force for Ireland, they should be enforcing the rules of the RSA and, you know, the rules of the road. And when they don't, that's when bad things happen. Yeah, you can really have a cop on every street corner, Justin, and you certainly can't have one out on a country road at one o'clock in the morning when so no. much of this happens. No, that's understood. But what they could do is create a highway unit or a motorway unit that, you know, areas where it's very common, you know, with the speeding mm. and just hit those areas until it slows down and then the unit moves on to the next area. So you can rotate them around to kind of give you coverage till it all you know to kind of cover all areas you don't have to be present in all areas at once but showing your presence in different areas and moving them around mm. will slow down will slow down traffic i was mentioning the, the issue is too fines fines yeah. you know it should be say say an automatic fine if you're if you're caught speeding in a work zone you know you got workers on the road and their lives are at risk when when people are passing and no passing zones and mm. and the likes that should be an automatic 500 euro fine That'll make people think twice just, about doing it. Oh. That's what it, listen, for areas like that where you're putting people's lives at risk, that's what it is in the States. Yeah, I if, want to talk to you about that for a second, because if you're to watch programs on television mm-hmm. um, where the traffic cop pulls up behind your car and, and they'll look for mm-hmm. your license and registration and, and they'll write you a hefty fine for a broken taillight. Like, we think that's mm-hmm. made up for television, is it? Is it? Oh, no, it's not. 
and and each state has their different sets of rules. Like some states have a rule where every mile per hour over the speed limit you're going is five is five dollars. So in the end of it, if you're doing twenty over the speed limit, you got a hundred dollar fine. If it's in a work zone, you're looking at a five hundred dollar fine or more and penalty points on your license. So you can get fines parking in New York City just for being in a, in a side of the street that they need to pick up trash, and you're going to get a five hundred dollar fine for being in the way and you get enough of them they'll put a boot on your car and you won't be going anywhere until you pay it off and eventually you'll lose your license so the the that's how they generate revenue to repair roads to fund the police operations to fund ambulance services and emergency response vehicles Mm. all that money goes to funding those services and i understand you know i look at the guard and i think what if they became sort of like the FBI, because they kind of play that role now where they're a national police force. Mm. But then you had each individual county or, or city, you know, in the bigger cities have their own police to enforce traffic, you know, or, or a, a, a traffic cop, if you will. Yeah. We have it. We have, we, we have traffic cops. We have a traffic corps. Uh, we call them uh, Paulini Bohera road policing. But what I think the mm-hmm. problem is, Justin, is that for for an awful lot of the time, you're out on the road as a cop, and then something mm-hmm. happens in the local bank, then you go straight back to me mm-hmm. being a regular cop. Like, are you saying we need cops who are just for the roads? You could. That's what the highway, the, you know, they're mostly run by the state police, so like they'd sit on the motorway. Maybe they wouldn't be on the state, the, the rural roads, but they'd sit on the motorways and patrol the motorways. Like, uh, I'll give you a good example in uh, northern Arizona. For They'll drive up and down the I-40, which is old Route 66. Yeah. And they'll have a 60-mile range that th- this officer is responsible for. And he will go back and forth within that 60 miles during his shift and set up different points where he's running radar. Um, if there's multiple officers in a big holiday weekend like 4th of July, they might run a checkpoint there to catch uh, drivers under the influence. You know, also, when you're pulling people over to give them a fine for speeding, they're also finding other crimes in the process. Mm. You know, drug smuggling, human smuggling, Mm. various uh, infractions by the lorry drivers, you know, brake checks. They use the traffic stop in order to kind of get an overall picture of the person in the vehicle when they make a stop. So that was just my thought, you know. You want people to slow down and be safer? There yeah. has to be an actual authority to do it. Camera vans don't work so much. Yeah. In the States, we had camera vans, but everybody sued and they got taken away because the, the law there? is... What happened there? Well, for example, and you can look this up with um, DPS in, in Arizona and California State Highway Patrol, what the lawsuit was, you can't be issued a fine by anybody other than a law enforcement officer or a court, Right. So the camera vans were being operated by a company they contracted out to. Mm-hmm. Those companies, of course, there, there were some instances of errors. There were people changing license plates when they knew where they were or covering their plates so the camera vans couldn't do it, see it clearly. But then you have a technician who's not a sworn law enforcement officer and so had no legal right to write a ticket or a fine. Okay. So they got sued and had to remove them all. And it is on the burden of the police to have to witness you know, verifiable by radar. There's other techniques about, you know, calculating speed, you know, between, um, Mm. in the States we have mile markers. Yeah. Between two fixed points. Yeah. Fast people are going, you know? Yeah. Wow.
That's interesting. And it would be a great, you know, it's a great way to generate revenue for for the the country and for the government to repair roads. I know in West Cork we have a lot of roads could use repair. Yeah. I know in Cork City there's a lot of roads could use repair. Mm. You so, know, something so, I saw, Justin. I was saying the money. Should, yeah. Go if on. the council doesn't have the money to fix it all the time, generate it with 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 road fines. You know, mm. not saying go on fine fines, but if you find people breaking the law. Give them a fine. Something They'll I stop saw, breaking the law. Something I saw in, in Wales a number of years back, I mentioned it yesterday, out in the, the Welsh valleys, there's nothing on the road for miles, but there are speed cameras, mm-hmm. and there'll be two speed cameras maybe maybe a mile apart. And I was stopped mm-hmm. off for my lunch in a, in a lovely pub, and the guy was telling me, he said, yeah, he said, that's what they, they don't have enough police to go around, but those cameras will capture your speed between two fixed points. And they'll calculate that Absolutely. you're breaking the law, and the fine then will be issued by the Welsh police. Absolutely, that works because it's uh, it's a police officer that's issuing the fine, yeah. and it's a set distance like running radar. Mm-hmm. If if you think about the fine aspect, look what's I, I believe it's Sweden that the fines are directly tied to your income. So I was reading an article where a guy was, you know, a rather wealthy guy was flying around in his sports car and he got a sixty thousand euro fine. Because he makes a million dollars a year, a million euro a year. Oh, you're in favor of that? They give him a 60,000 fine. That's controversial, that you're fine based on income. You're in favor of that, Justin, are you? I I am in a sense of, let's say somebody's rushing to work and they don't make a lot of money as it is, the fine would be applicable to them. You know, it wouldn't hurt maybe as bad as it does the other people who are showing off in the sports cars. I got you. That, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it puts less of a burden on the lower income families by doing that. So I can see both sides of that, okay. you know. Okay. All the limits in the world, all the penalty points in the world, all the, the fines and tickets in the world won't work until there's someone there to issue them. Justin, thank you very much. 0818969696. My brother lives on Long Island in New York. He says if you get caught drink driving, you can lose the car, the truck, the bike... Even if you bought it on hard purchase, you'll still owe the money, but you won't have the vehicle. Thanks, Mick. Ooh, Justin's got you thinking, so he has. Justin's got you thinking. Spoke to Justin before 10 about how the cops do things in America. And he is both uh, a former military and former cop. So he kind of knows his stuff. Now, it, it varies from state to state, but very, very hefty fines. Like, something as simple as if you park... In New York, if you park on the side of the street where the bins need to be collected, that's 500 bucks. And enforcement and highway patrol cops and people on the road, cops on the road to enforce the law and fine you. And not little small fines either, big, big fines. And writing tickets and and just enforcement. His big word is enforcement, enforcement, enforcement. You can have all the rules you want. But if you don't have enforcement, then it's no good to you. Uh, Dennis, you wanted to get in on this one. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning to everybody. Uh, just listening to that guy, faraway fields are always greener. Now, he's right about one thing. All these rules that are going to come in are going to generate revenue for the government. The cash, flash for cash, will be out there nailing poor people for 10 kilometers above the speed limit. Whereas, in fact, the whole, a lot of the problem, like, for example, there in Florida, mm. you drive along the road, people are on their mobile phones, 
by and large, the speed limit is ignored. I have driven there and I'd be thinking, what am I doing wrong when all these things are flying by you? Yeah? Mm. But they have one great thing for them. Excellent roads. Right. Now, you look from Cork to Limerick. Mm-hmm. You, you go through a, a whole heap of one-horse towns. You have a series of bends going into Butterfield there that would kill anybody. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to have the law whereby somebody's going to be traveling slower on that road that you can't get by, and it's going to create more accidents. Now, there's not a word from the Road Safety Authority regarding about all these people who are driving around that they will be passing you out on these scooters they have no license, no insurance, no tax, mm-hmm. but there's not a word from the Road Safety Authority. Well, I'm with you on the scooters, but I'll come back to that one. You, yeah. you mentioned that road there, the Limerick Road, and I happen yeah. to know uh, because I was, I'm going down that road for as long as I'm around, and that ain't yesterday, that Ballybeg yeah. Bend there near yeah. the old Lime Quarry. Like, yeah. that's lethally dangerous. Correct. And anybody who tries to overtake anybody else yeah. on that bend is an idiot yeah. and should be fined until they bleed, in my view. Yeah, well, unfortunately, if he if he keeps that up, he'll be in a heap on the side of the road and some poor order exactly. So just, Justin's idea of enforcement puts yeah. a cop on the bend or... Uh, yeah, you know? that's, not going to, that's not going to happen. He, that guy's not realistic. Uh, but we have a case there where the minister won't even meet our city councillors now to talk about dangerous roads. Do you know what I mean? Hide away up in the dial and do nothing. But the fact is, PJ, out in Amsterdam there, beautiful straight roads, high usage in the day, there are 100 kilometers an hour. Mm. And at 7 o'clock at night time to go to 110 to 120. Like the modern car is well able to travel on a good road, maybe 110, 120. The, the the speed limits were based on how quickly a car would stop back in the 1940s. Mm. Now, definitely, if the government are conscientious about people dying, nobody wants that people die. But for, I put a suggestion forward now. The best way to, to stop people having accidents on the road is have a man with a red flag walk in front of the car. Right? Because otherwise, after that, even if you have a 70 kilometer hour speed limit and two cars collide head on, that's 140 kilometers an hour. Yeah. And there, in that case, you look at the, all the programs on the telly, the crash dummies and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, people will die. So what you do, what you need is good straight roads and competent drivers on them. And then the, the fatalities will go down. Mm. But you will all, always have fatalities. That guy that was on there in America, ask him what the fatalities are over there. As the population increases, fatalities go up. That's the sad part about it. Uh, Michael, I'm not sure. Like, you, yeah. You, yeah, we'd all like light and lovely, straight, smooth roads going everywhere. We would. Yeah. We would. Yeah. Okay. But if you take rural art, take that road you mentioned a few minutes ago, the one down yeah. by the by the Ballybeg Quarry. Yeah. Like nobody's ever going to straighten that out. Why won't they if they bypass both of them? So you have no business going through a one horse town, going from two major cities. Until such, you could be twenty years arguing, and we have been twenty years arguing. Yeah, about we that. have. But and until why, such time as we put those roads in, those new motorways yeah. in, we need to enforce the law on the roads that are there. Yes. And what is wrong with, uh, we'll just say you're going from 
Cork City out there to Valen College there. Mm. There's sections of road there. And if you're caught doing over 10 kilometres an hour now, you're going to be fined. Mm. And those speed vans will be out there because they're going to generate revenue, both for that company down in Tralee and the government. But so you, do you not believe in speed limit enforcement, Michael? Uh, d- yes, of course. Right, you go down into the country roads now where there are 80 kilometres an hour. Mm. Now, the speed limits are not realistic on the roads. Well, that's why Jack Chambers has said some of those 80s are going to come down to 60s in 2024. Okay, maybe he's right there because the roads are so bad. Mm. But uh, eventually, like, we have a country that we should be proud of and going, travelling from Cork to Limerick. I was on that road one morning on the bends there where a poor man was decapitated on that road. And I was speaking to a guard afterwards and he said, oh, it's speed. It was nothing to do with speed. The road was so bad, a truck came down, came around one of the bends and hit a car because there wasn't enough distance between. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Bring them and kill the poor man. Uh, but he's a statistic. So the government comes up and says, yeah, yeah, that's it, speeding, lower, lower so, it down. So when Dr. Jason Van de Velde, yeah, who goes right. out to more accidents than, than you and I will ever see, yes. says that the things we need to watch are distractions like the mobile phone and speed, yeah. you disagree with him? No, not totally. Given the circumstances, yes, you go out there now in your car today and how many people are on the mobile phone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Now... Definitely, they, sh- they should be nailed because you cannot drive a car and be under, unless it's hands free, of course, and you're accepting a car. Before I, uh, loads of voices co- want to come in on this, and if you yeah. want to get in, you can, otherwise, 1 96 But come back to me briefly on scooters. Now, you and I both agree scooters yeah. are a scourge. Yes. We were following one the other day. It was, uh, it was like an electric scooter, and it wasn't quite a motorbike. And we were behind him, and I said to my wife, look at that machine there now. This is the way to go. No speeding fines. You don't need a license. No insurance. 
lots of revenue to the government and then the government will wake up when there's no money coming in every week. Shouldn't even be on the road, those scooters. That's the law as it stands. Michael or Dennis, thank you, Michael. And I think Kevin and Tazzy also lined up. If you want to get in, we got a couple of slots. 0818969696. Starting point of this conversation was Justin. Michael, what would you like to say? Good uh, morning. Good morning, PJ. Uh, just uh, even this morning, with all the accidents and fatalities we had in the last two weeks, even this morning, on the N25, uh, I looked at my mirror, one car overtaking and another guy outside him over. You had three cars abreast coming up the N25 this morning. Where which was out. that, Michael? Between, you know? between Kill and Castle Martyr on the N25, that road is lethal at the moment. I travel it every day, morning and evening, PJ, and it, the speed on that road and the overtaking, white yeah. lines. This is between com- Killer and Yall. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, Killer and Castle Martyr, actually. Oh, God, that's so, hard. Killer and Yall's okay, but Killer and Castle yeah. Martyr's a nightmare. These guys will overtake you, and then when you get into Castle Martyr, they're back in the tail back of the traffic lights. So they've tore up the road for nothing. I'm up to the many are doing 60, whatever, 65, and all, whatever, 70. Now, I'm driving 41 years, PJ, and touch wood, I never had a tip because I drive at a moderate speed always. And mm. that speed is, look, we can deny it all we want. The bottom line, the majority of accidents are caused by speeding. No doubt about it. We can blame the roads, blame the cars. Now, most ca- all the cars have gone through the NCT, so I don't believe in that. The problem is speed is the problem. I see it every day of the week. Yeah. You know, I drive to work five days a week, and from Monday to Friday, I see it every morning and on the way back every evening. These people are just so aggressive on the road. They're suffering from anxiety. I don't know what it is. It's a behavioral p- pattern. They just want to get out. They can't wait in the line of traffic. They have to get out and take chances on double white lines, oncoming traffic. I pull into the hard shoulder several times. I see these guys come up behind me. They want to overtake. There's a car coming or a truck coming the other way. I pull into the hard shoulder, leave them off. Yeah. I'd argue, Michael, and you know the road well, so do I. I'd argue that from the lake, you know the lake? Uh, I do from, well. From the lake down into Castle Martyr. In my yeah. mind, that comes up as one of the five most dangerous stretches of road I yes. know. It is, it is, yes, yes. Lethal. Absolutely, absolutely. That road, and like, unfortunately, when they turn for off y'all, there from Ogili, it's worse again. That oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately for y'all, there was a great opportunity missed to bring the train in there because that would take an awful lot of cars off the N25. Don't go there. And Don't ever put go walkway, there. Twenty-three million of a walkway, nobody ever use. It's a complete waste of taxpayers' money. That train down there, even if it was always leaving the light rail system. Yeah, morning and evening would have been massive for y'all. Massive Michael, theory. Michael, Michael, yeah. whatever brain box decided <laughs> not to put that train back and yeah. to replace it with a flipping cycle path, and a, which yeah, is lovely. No brain yeah, but Will in the real world, nobody's going to use it. Thanks, you know? Michael. I, I think he must be related, or she must be related, to the same brain box, the same genius that decided to rip up our West Cork rail. Yeah, absolutely no brainer, no brainer. All right, mate. Thank you very much, Michael. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. I'm sorry, Michael. Just pushed one of my buttons there, and whoever decided, and I don't know whose decision it was. It was someone's decision not to restart the train to y'all, just like it was someone's decision back in the day to rip up the railways to West Cork, like stupidity squared. Tazzy, if I'm reading right, it's a total free-for-all in South Africa, is it? Good morning. Morning, PJ. It basically is. <laughs> well, tell me what happens. Um, so it's very different to here. A lot of people think that, you know, people get away because there's not enough Garda. But in South Africa, it's very different. There's a lot of police force, but you can bribe them, and it's very easy. Um... Oh. You get pulled over for speeding, and there's a lot of speeding traps. And there's, uh, you know, in the on the weekends they have their um, tests where they pull you over for drink and driving and things like that. 
and you can give them a 50 rand note or a 100 rand note, which is depending on exchange rates. Yeah. Up to five euros or up to ten euros. Yeah, hundred rands around ten euros, isn't it? It's around yeah, it's around ten to the euro, isn't it? Five tenth the euro, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit less than that, um, and then they just let you carry on. Really? Yeah. So, would there be a lot of bad accidents in the roads in in South Africa? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's very common to have very bad accidents and very frequent. Um, and are there I think fines, the death toll this year points? is 128 over here. Yeah. In South Africa, that's probably a hourly, daily rate. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> My God. It's it's bad. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it, it's a huge contrast. And when some people are saying they should do more here, I'm just like, wow, they're already doing so much. Right. Yeah. Like, there's no penalty point system, is there? No. None at all. None at all. You can get. I know some people had would get ten fines a month or something like that. And um, if you have connections in the police, you can even get those fines squashed. Oh my god. Okay. So you don't even pay them. Right. So we we. Good lord. Good lord, Tessie. Thank you for that. South Africa it seems to be a total and utter free for all. Uh, but just yeah, while you're there, um, what what brought you to Ireland other than safer roads? <laughs> no, just the safety. I mean, the crime rate there in jail is really bad, and I didn't want my children to grow up the same way that yeah. we did. You know. Um, yeah, a very high crime rate, is there? Even yes. Again, stuff we don't hear about. It's it's, it's really bad. I mean, it must self trace me. I've had guns and knives at me and things like that, and it's just so common. Wow. Um, every second person you meet has had something happen to them. Well, did you did you have to carry a knife or a gun with you? Uh, I didn't, but people that I know would sometimes carry something as protection. Really? Right. Um, you get, to, you get, get told it's, off me. <laughs> uh, you get told it's a very dangerous place for a woman alone. 100%. percent mm. Sobering thought, because you know, seems to be. I've never been. Seems to be a beautiful, beautiful place. But, oh, it is. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And I say to a few friends of mine, you know, go visit there, but don't go on your own. Go the next time we go, because at least we know how to keep safe, where to go, where to not go. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tessie, thanks. And uh, how long how long have you been? Go, there are more than 800,000 road accidents in South Africa every year. 800,000. Good Lord. Good Lord. How, and how long have you been here? Uh, since 2020, for three years, and we were in the UK for three years before that. Okay. And you, are you going to stay here now? Yes. This is our long-term home, and we absolutely love Cork. Good. Good. We're in West Cork, and it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> good, good, good. West Cork, yeah. Oh, well, now you've fallen into a, a small corner of heaven there. Whereabouts in West Cork? Clonakilty. Oh, lovely. Beautiful. Love it well. Love it very much. Tazzy, thank you. And welcome uh, to your to your uh, forever home now from South Africa, where it's a total and absolute free-for-all. Now, Kevin, you were also listening to, to Justin. Morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you keeping? Good. Your thoughts? Um, listen, I've listened to a lot of this over, you know, over the last few weeks. This this conversation has been going on for a long time about the safety of the roads and stuff. Mm. And as 
much as every death on the road is an absolute tragedy, when you look, actually look back at where we are now compared to where we were, mm. it's not as bad as what you think. It, I was looking, just a quick look there. I was born in 1972. In 1972, there were 640 deaths on the roads in mm, Ireland. Mm. And far fewer cars. Far fewer cars. Yeah, yeah. But what you're finding now is there's a hell of a lot more cars, a bigger population, a lot less deaths, but that's due to multiple factors. And the same way as what Justin was talking about was with fines and stuff like that, and more policing, and that's part of how things are going to get better. The way I look at the best comments I heard on all of this was someone on Joe Duffy yesterday said, you're going to educate yourself out of this. You, you can find yourself, you can find so much, you can police so much, but unless you change behaviours, you're going to have this problem all the time. Isn't this what Dr. Justin was saying yesterday? Well, all I, I can say from personal experience, the hardest thing I ever did was quit smoking. Now, I quit smoking not because it was good for my health or because of money or anything like that. I was blackmailed into it by my daughter. Well, my youngest, and she was told in school, smoking is bad, smoking causes this, that, and the other. She came home and said, Dad, you're going to die at a young age if you don't quit smoking. And any parent will tell you a child will blackmail you into all kinds of things. And if they can turn around and blackmail you into good things and good behaviors, then all the better. The way I can't understand how someone can get a driver's license after 12 one-hour lessons, a 60-minute assessment, and literally told there's your license, there's your car, pay your insurance, there's the open road, learn as you go. Because you don't know how to drive a car once you've passed your test. You're learning as you're going. And mm -hmm. I, for the life of me, the one thing I will say about when I was living in America was we did driver's education in high school. It was part of the curriculum. And the <laughs> it was a much bigger school than any school that I went to in Ireland. More students... Yes, everyone passed their test through high school. Yeah. And they had two years' worth of theory, of driver's theory and practice and education within the curriculum of doing it in the last two years of high school. And then you pass your test. Mm -hmm. And even then you don't know everything until you, you're sat alone in a car at night on your way home from work. Well, isn't that why we brought in, Kev, wasn't, isn't that why we brought in the, the, the numpty plate, the N, you know? <laughs> Um, and I'm not saying that I disparagingly, know. but my daughter drove on one for two, for two years, and I used to she used to kill me for calling it the numpty plate. But but you are. I mean, I remember doing my test. You remember doing yours. Yeah. You sit into the car. You have a full license in your hand. You've insurance disc. You haven't a clue. No, uh, but you're you're in your mind. I've passed my test. I'm the bravest person since I'm the greatest person Fair since. I, I can be Michael Schumacher behind the wheel of my Fiat 125. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know but look, you, in, in, all, in all seriousness, I honestly think that SPHE is one of the best subjects that they teach in secondary school, and they teach it for six years continuous. There's no reason why a 30-minute slot per week, per year, cannot be dedicated to road safety and to things that involve the car. Even simple things, the basic mechanics of how the car works, what you can do yourself, all of that stuff, it's a six-year course. It can be incorporated into it and as part of the Leaving Cert. Yeah, you have to do the practical side of it as well, obviously. But we're, Pete, you, I remember you had a topic, you'd done an hour on it, where parents couldn't get 
driving lessons for their kids because everyone was booked out solid. That's right. If it was part of the curriculum, the driving instructors that are out there can be employed through the school to provide this stuff to a lot wider audience than the one person per hour that they're doing at the minute. Which is part of what uh, Dr. Jason Vandeveld and the group he's involved with, Kevin, is the empowerment side of things. You empower people through knowledge. Going to move from there, Kevin, because i got to get to Sandra before we do our break. Thanks, mate. Sandra, uh, and again, I know that area, that road really well, Ballybeg into Botavent. Lousy yeah, road. Dangerous good road. Good morning, PJ. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely notorious. Um, you're guaranteed, like, people don't hear about the accidents that are going on weekly. It's yeah. not like, you know, every now and again. It's it's a weekly occurrence. Mm. And, like, if I was travelling, I would not travel that road. I would actually go through Donorail mm. to Charleville mm. because that road is that, that dangerous. It's lethal. It was, um, it was lethal to 30 years ago. It's still lethal. Yeah. And, like, with so many injuries, there has been deaths there also. There has nothing been done to actually fix that part of the road. Mm-hmm. There has nothing been done. And people are coming in from both sides with speed. You cannot you cannot travel that road in speed. No. It is highly, highly dangerous road. Yeah. And but, I guess Dennis is right, who was on a few minutes ago. He was saying, you're coming around that bend and in the other lane coming against you is a truck and the road is too small for the truck. Exactly, exactly. Because I know myself, the roads have been diverted there on numerous occasions that, that those bends have been closed off. On many occasions, uh, traffic will be diverted through to Donneray, or, sorry, over to Donneray, yeah. to Pothouse, yeah. because of all the accidents because that will be on that road. Yeah. And it, it's, it's actually crazy how... Yeah. Nothing has been done. It should be a, a black spot. It should be. Sandra, thank you. I'm going to leave it there for no reason other than time. There was a road I mentioned off-air to Dr. Vandeveld in West Cork, and I said, it's amazing. It's a, I just mentioned it. It's, a, it's such a bad road. You never hear anything about accidents on it. And he looks at me and he goes, I'm out on that road, he said, several times a month. You don't hear about it because we get them safely to hospital and they don't die. Yeah, 0818969696. Those dangerous roads are everywhere. Thank you, Sandra, to Kevin, to Tazzy, and Dennis. Now back to the roads, back to driving, back to speed. Back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. To the awful spate of accidents that we have, distractions, mobile phones. Do we need more enforcement? Justin called us this morning. He is living in West Cork now. He's retired military and a retired cop from the States and was, you know, telling us about how things are over there. And he was making the point there. All the rules in the world, all the penalty points in the world, all the speed limit changes you want, but until you have enforcement, you are wasting your time. Uh, Where am I going? What line is it, guys? There's no number on it. Is it three? We'll go with three. Yeah, it it looks like it. Yeah, three. Okay. Michael, morning. Good morning. 
What would you like to say, sir? Um, I, would, I can just only tell you about my experiences as my daughter, um, unfortunately, uh, had some problems passing the test and she went through three instructors. Like, I'm four, she passed us. But, like, uh, all in all, it cost her about 1,200 euros. But uh, the times that she failed, like, I went to the instructors and said, well, like, has she achieved the standard? And, like, to my amazement was there's actually no driving standard in Ireland. Like, every instructor you get has his way of teaching, mm-hmm. and obviously you learn his way. And then if you fail, you, you more than likely go and change instructors, and they obviously have their own way of teaching. And, like, it ended up uh, on her fourth try, like, she, had, she was after t- being taught three different ways to drive, but look, as I say, on the fourth, uh, mm. she passed. Yeah, the test is about the test, isn't it? It's about faults that you commit while you're driving. Yeah, that that's what the tester takes into account. So I, I get what you're saying. If your instructor hasn't picked up the fault while you're learning, then you'll take that fault into the test. Yes, and like there was one particular fault, and uh, I hope you don't mind me saying it. Uh, it was keeping your angle on the ground while using your brake. And they say, well, your ankle has to be on the ground while you are uh, using your brake. And, like, must my daughter had small feet. And, like, to my amazement, uh, what she was told was, maybe you, could, maybe you should change your car. Because uh, the car she was driving, the brake pedal was up high. Hold on, somebody failed her for... Lifting her foot off the floor of the car while she was touching the brake. Yes. I'm trying to think now. If I do that myself, I don't. I'm not sure if I do. It's so second nature to me after 30 years driving now. Yeah, but seemingly the standard is that uh, when you're using your pedals, your heels have to be actually on on, on the floor. I see. I've never heard. And, maybe and, maybe and, an instructor. We have a and, number of instructors regularly talk to us on the show and I know they listen going around in their cars can, can any instructor enlighten us as to whether you must keep this is a silly question to me but it's a mad one you must keep your heel your heel say must remain on the ground on the floor of the car while you use the brake that's weird yeah but mechanically our, uh, being on the road uh, the first time she was fine and that was her only fault Pricey. the fact that she raised her ankle off the the floor of the car to to use her brake, and that was the and, only fault, and she had failed. And for that, that was that was the only fault, and she was failed for that because the, uh, as far as the tester was concerned, it, it it was a serious fault. I see, I see. That's and I think I I, I I was like you, PJ. I was going uh, trying to imagine myself driving. And I think I. Keep my keep my ankle off the ground when I'm using the brake. You know, so weird, isn't it? You wouldn't. You see, we don't realise it, Michael. I mean, when our youngsters are learning, do you know? I remember when my daughter was learning. I was trying to teach her all the good habits before she went on to her formal instructor. I was trying to teach her all the ba- the good basics, only to realise that by two lessons she'd had with her instructor, uh, I wouldn't be sitting. Habit. I wouldn't be t- sitting a test in the morning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No. Would you? And, do you and, think you'd pass think, a driving test in the morning, Michael? No, definitely not. Or would you consider yourself a decent driver? 
I would consider myself a safe driver, you know, and and uh, wouldn't be no speed merchant now or anything. Mm, mm. But uh, I think a, a lot of it is speed, you know, yeah, and, you, and you can you can reduce all the limits you like. But like a person that is uh, one speed, he's not going to buy by speed limits. If he wants to go, PJ, he'll go. Yes, yeah, true. Michael, I was down in Bale and the Blaw. I was just driving the country roads in Bale and the Blaw one afternoon. We were all in the car together. Uh, we were coming back from a visit and my, my missus hadn't seen the new Bale and the Blaw. You know the way they've done up the, the, the commemoration there? Uh, yeah. And we were driving down there. Beautiful afternoon. Bit of music on the car. Window open. We were just showing her the new monument. And this klutz must have taken us at 120 kilometres an hour on that little road. You'll no speed limit change is going to stop that idiot. No, and look at uh, a lot of them aren't young either. A lot of them no, are barely, no, you know. Not. This fellow was no chicken. His hair was no. grayer than mine. <laughs> but I think a, a, a good point was made earlier. I think the driving and and learning to drive should come in earlier in their like it definitely in in secondary school Kevin Kevin like, brought it, that up yeah yeah in, in that, that gap year you know uh, six months of, of bringing the instructors in there and giving the the rudimentaries of road the road uh, the mechanics of the car and how to be safe and keep others safe, you know. Do you know the other thing I think they should do? I, I took part years ago in the AXA safety roadshow um, and they brought people in who'd been hurt in accidents and they brought people in who'd lost relatives and they brought the paramedics and the firefighters and the guards to go on stage and tell the kids warts and all what they saw. I think we need to frighten them more. Yeah, definitely. And unfortunately, I've, I've lost a sister uh, a number of years ago, and she wasn't driving. She was actually a pedestrian, but <laughs> that's a whole other show, Peter. But like, and would all these accidents would would make you slow down? Indeed, they would. Michael, thank you for your call. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Any of our friendly driving instructors listening this morning as they go around their daily lessons? Uh, am I supposed to keep? my heel on the ground when I'm using the clutch and the brake. I'm driving so long, it's second nature to me. I don't actually know. If you were to ask it, I could sit here at this desk all day wondering, do I do it? And I don't know. But do you have to keep your heel on the ground while you're using the brake and moving from brake to clutch and all of that? And is that something you can failure? Failure test with. What about the state of the roads and the state of the footpaths? Rita? Good morning, PJ. Ballyfehan yes. footpaths. Yes. Well, I live in that area, so it affects me uh, more, we'd say, oh, this way, right? Mm. Um, I had a lot of falls in recent times, and I'm now walking with a stick outside okay. or one of those walking frames, you know, with the wheels. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, I am advised to exercise more. And when I go outside the front door, I'm absolutely terrified because every bit of the footpaths are broken mm -hmm. or cracked. Mm 
Mm. I'll let, if you were welcome but to stick those little holes that that's you don't right. even see stick to be and down stick those down into the hole and you're thrown then that way so I mean like I for one instance now um, and I don't like saying it because I like man Tom O'Driscoll's is in Ballyhane oh, as well. former councillor, as we used to call yes, him, the minister for yeah. the airport long ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his the footpath outside his, we'd say where his house is, and across the road right from him, are all beautifully and smooth. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, it, it really takes, like he, he has done a lot of work, we say down the square in Ballyhane and all that, and I'm trying to take Oh no, Tom, in fairness to Tom, but I, I, know, I know Tom 30 years, he's been doing, he's been a great advocate for the people in Ballyhane for, for all the time he was there, yeah. Has been, and yeah. has been very good. Yeah, but yeah. like, what I'm saying is, it, 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 if you know who, if you, if you know someone, or if you are the person themselves, you can put all that right. But like, in Ballyfehan, I'm telling you now, it's just the pits. Okay. Each footpath, I don't care what road you say on, they're nearly all broken in bits. All right. Rita, thank you for that. I've got my own problem, thanks, outside my own front door with the last, um, I'm in Douglas, up in Middleborough Hill there. And we have a footpath outside my front door. I'll tell you in a minute. I'll talk to Mike in the truck first. I'll write it down and come back to it. I know what Rita's talking about. I've already had one very bad fall myself and ended up in hospital because of the state of the pavement outside my front door. I'll tell you that now in a minute. But Mike, morning. How are you doing? Very good. yourself? Good, good. You do a bit of driving. You drive a truck for a living. I do, yeah, I do, yeah, okay. yeah. I, sp- I suppose I was just listening to your topic there the last couple of days, like. Yes. But um, I think reducing the speed limits, I don't think, is the problem. Like you know, I think speeding is is a big problem. Like ob- yeah. not obeying the current s- speed limits, like yes. you know. Yes. That's I, uh, that's my feeling on it. Like that, uh, people pass me there and they're doing twenty, thirty kilometers an hour over the speed limit. Like, mm. do you know they're st- they're passing me there like as if I'm stopped? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if there was more kind of done to to get people to obey the current speed limits. You know, it might be more beneficial. I think. But that, that's what Justin was saying earlier on. He started the ball rolling on this this morning. That you can have all the changes to the rules in the world that you want, but until you have enforcement of it, I, I think so. Yeah, and then the other thing too, like I'd see it now from the height. Like a lot of people are holding their phone in their hand, like. You know, know, and I, know. I just think with the phones that we have at the moment, you can't use them by just your fingers. You have to look at them. Like, you know, it was different maybe with the older phones before when they had buttons. Like, you might be able to feel your finger around or something. But that's right. Nowadays, you have to look at the screen to use it. Like, but the point is, Mike, you know, that there's no car now. Well, no modern car or truck or bus or any. Uh, I see a lot of bus drivers on their phone. I was on the outside broadcasting house here the other day and there was a coach driver manoeuvring yeah. a narrow street with a phone up under his lug and I thought oh my god you get yeah. rid of the phone but there's no, no, know, there's no modern vehicle thing. now there's no modern vehicle now that the phone won't attach to no 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 but then like I don't know can kind of of this these things wait till you stop like you know this is true you know like I don't know like that's that's what Dr. De Bandeveld was saying yesterday is there any anything is there anything really that important? I don't think so, really. Like, you know, I suppose, like, if you look at it this way, like, if you were sitting on the toilet, would you answer the phone? Like, you wouldn't, like, do you know, so why do you, do, you know, you, you can, it can wait, like, do you know, there's not, do you know. Well, Mike, like, bad example, I've done. 
<laughs> and when they ask you, are you on the toilet? You say, oh God, no, no, no. <laughs> and they know from the acorns. <laughs> but I suppose I, I was just an example I was using. No, you're, you right, you're right, yeah, you're right, you're, you're right. And you're looking down from the height of a truck. Yeah, and I, I just feel, you know, if people, everyone obeyed the speed limit and just maybe relax a small bit when they're driving, people mm. seem very uptight they and do. very kind of anxious. I think maybe, I don't know, like, I know everyone has problems, there's no doubt about that, but just when you're driving, maybe if people just relax, give themselves an extra bit of time, obey the speed limit. I know I'm not perfect, I'm not saying I am, you know, but... Like uh, I think I, I think reducing the speed limit, like they were kind of talking about there over the last couple of days, I, I don't know is that going to fix the problem. I don't honestly think it will. Like okay. you know, I, I don't know will it cause more, cause more aggravation. Like you know, well you'd certainly hope that wasn't be the case. But but thank you, Mike, for that safe driving. And I know you listen a lot to our repeat overnight. And thank you for that. That goes out roughly between three and five in the morning. We take out all of the ads and all of the news bulletins and an awful lot of my old nonsense as well and we just give you back the bulk of the stuff that was in the show between 3 and 5 in the morning on Quark's 96 and the full podcast we just take out the news and take out the ads and take out the songs and you get the full show and that goes up most days around uh, around 3 o'clock 0818969696 one little bit of advice that I learnt I learnt it kind of if you like I learnt it by force a couple of years ago and the details don't matter, okay? So I'm not going to go into them. But I had a minor incident here, very close to Broadcasting House, one, very early one Friday morning, a number of years ago. That is all I'm going to say. I'm going to fill you in on no more. But as a result of what happened, I now leave in the morning at least seven or eight minutes earlier, and I drive more slowly and I take my time focusing on getting here and getting parked and it's only a matter of five or six minutes I was I was rushing I wasn't concentrating that particular morning and something happened now I, I leave the house a few minutes earlier take it nice and handy um, and, and it's it, it, it's I had to learn it that way just, there's always a couple of minutes. There's always five minutes. There's always three minutes. And three or five minutes makes a massive difference. Take it nice and handy. Uh, Mike brought the issue of the phones up there again in his call to 0818969696. He's a truck driver, so he's up over the road and he sees so much mobile phone use. And I happen to mention that I was outside Broadcasting House here uh, just in the last couple of days. And there was a coach driver, um, not going to say the company, not even going to say if it was a male or female. But this coach driver, in a narrow street, on a busy afternoon, with lots and lots of people around, had a phone clung to the side of their face as they were manoeuvring the flipping bus. Like, with the hand up, not even a hand, not even a clung under the shoulder. Hand up, holding phone side of the face, middle of the afternoon, a coach on a busy street. And I thought, oh my God, what the hell are you doing? Let's remind us again, or remind ourselves again, of what Dr. Jason Vandeville said yesterday about mobile phones in cars. You know, the use of mobile phone while you're driving, it, 
it's you're four times more likely to be involved in the collision it's truly distressing to arrive at a mangled car with a young person who has been seriously injured or worse still holding onto their mobile phone with that frantic friend still on the video call that is what haunts me and there's a man who has seen it all oh wait one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six on new rules and new speed limits etc uh, etc et michael your thoughts good morning uh good morning pj what do you want to say sir well look personally I, I believe that, you know, that this is just another money-making machine uh, hidden behind what you might call so-called safe driving campaign. You know, it's, it's just the government, again, uh, presenting themselves to be seen to be done, doing something, put a, putting a Band-Aid on it, similar to kind of the, the housing crisis. You know, um, let's do nothing. Let's not give, you know... Builders tax free, uh, whatever owners, uh, you know, let's just put a cap on it. This is the very same. This is the very same. I mean, there's no talk about the state of the roads. Like the roads are a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the council doing to maintain it? Throwing a bit of, you know, uh, coal tar into a wet pothole uh, and coming back and doing it again, you know, two years later after the hole being there. You know, five weeks after they've done it. Mm. Uh, you know, you know um, at the end of the day, putting out these speed vans, like what is it? What are speed vans? First of all, it's a contract. And what's a contract? It's, it, it, it's a contract is something that, that is put in place to make money. It's as simple as that. Right. Like, you know, I would love to see somebody come out with some real statistics for them to look at where all these crashes have. So, you know, um, and then come back and tell me that, well, there were speed vans in those locations. I guarantee there wasn't because there are, no, there are no crashes outside schools. There are no crashes on climbing lanes. There are no crashes off roundabouts where the speed, where the speed has dropped from 60 to 50 kilometers. These speed vans, they're the greatest waste of money. And like, it, it is, it, it is I, the only word that I, the phrase that I can put against it is financial rape. But Michael, well, you know? that's a strong word. But Michael, uh, how yeah, do but, we, well, well, I'll tell you what. Hold on, let me, let me. Let me any place we, where these, uh, yeah, go ahead, sorry. How do we get people to slow down? Because clearly, and again, uh, I speak of Dr. Van der Velde and many others who tell you distraction and speed distraction like phones and speed yes and listen dr vandervelde and his whole um mobile phone absolutely i completely agree with that but that's not been monitored when is the last time you heard somebody getting uh, penalty points for being on their phone excellent point when is the last excellent point yeah when is the last time you heard somebody getting penalty points for not using their round or using their indicators coming on to roundabouts etc etc mm. you know all the basics yes um, yes. um, even, even, even if you do, you know, I have had a family member that has done a driving test recently and it is absolutely laughable. There's no, there's no form of, um, you know, it's, 
So you come off, you, when you come off a roundabout, you go straight onto the left lane, even though you might be on the inside lane on a roundabout where there are two lanes coming off, you go into the left lane. It doesn't make sense. When you come off a roundabout you sh- and you're on the right lane, and there's two lanes on the road that you come off, you should be able to go straight onto the right lane and let people who are coming in from a left road go off onto the left lane. Well, that's down to what's in the rules of the road. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, let's t- if you, the rules of the road doesn't make it that, uh, that, it's, that it's correct. You know, it's the very same. No, but what I'm getting at there, Michael, is in, in terms of your driving test, and I said this while ago, I probably wouldn't pass a driving test in the morning. I don't think most experienced drivers would. But when you're driving for your driving test, the Bible is the rules of the road, and the rules of the road say you go into the left, you go into the left. Well, you see, here, here, here's, the, here's the problem. It's like everything, everything else. As you just said there now, and I'd imagine you'd regard yourself as a good driver. I'd regard myself as an experienced driver and and a careful driver. Yes, but here you are. Here, here, here is here is the situation. You have a you have an experienced driver, and you have a careful driver who will not pass under the current so-called Bible law purely because common sense doesn't prevail. Mm. Like, and you know, it's funny that you should say that, Michael. Sorry, I remember when I was learning for my test. Um, and there was a, I, I'm not too sure if he's even still with us now but a very clever fellow called Sean was my second driving instructor my first guy I, I couldn't handle him at all but my second guy and he said to me when we were doing things like you know you, you position your mirror and he said you will position your mirror for the driving test in a way that you will never position it again because it's exactly. dangerous so there and you that's are. a long time so- ago but I don't know whether that's changed Actually, you know yourself, you have to get a crick in your neck looking in the mirror. If you don't look up 20 times, you don't. It doesn't make a difference. Um, you know, again, reducing the speed, that, lead, that leads to frustration. Like, let me ask you this. Why is it not, here's another common sense law. Why is it that a driver can drive along the road that is 100 kilometers an hour and he can drive along there at 50 kilometers an hour holding up 20 cars? That driver should get a ticket as fast as anybody. Well, actually, that is also an offense. You're, you're not allowed to cause an obstruction. When have you seen somebody getting points for that last? Look, I'll give you a simple example here. If you go into Dungarvan or you come out of Dungarvan, going into Dungarvan is 60 kilometres an hour and coming out of Dungarvan, going up a hill, it's 60 kilometres an hour. Absolutely ridiculous. There's no, look, as I said, this whole scenario is, is, is got nothing to do with anything other than generating more money for the government under the auspices of safe driving campaign and all you'll find is you'll have a contract now where you got these lazy money grabbing vans parked in areas where there are there is never going to be a crash um, multiplying by four or five and generating more money for the government mm-hmm. and the government will, will say yeah well we're doing our best we're putting more monitoring but they're not putting monitoring they're, they're not putting it where they're not putting it says you where the real speeding is going on which is it which is a valid point michael leave it there thank you very much good contribution and he a lot of people feel that way that speed vans in particular are just revenue raising mechanisms i don't know whether you agree or disagree with that you're interested in what Michael's been saying to Mike? Did you go to John? Hi, John. Uh, hello, hello, PJ and Hi. to our oh, listeners. Thank you. On oh. the spot fines. Um, yes, and I think really the big issue here. I concur with what Michael has just said in the main, but I'd be of the view that the fines are totally inadequate. And 
it really is down to enforcement and order. Mm. Which is you what can, Justin you, was saying earlier on. You, yeah. can, you can twist and turn and change it up any way you like. For example, I'll give you a good, good example how it works in Switzerland. A friend, they were going up uh, a slip road onto the motorway and uh, he got caught by the police going slightly over, so pulled in and automatically there was a €2,000 fine of which he couldn't pay, pay with a credit card. If he if he couldn't, um, the vehicle would be impounded straight away. Yeah. Um, also... Well, he, had to, he had to pay the fine there and then with a credit card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that's, the car, that's an on-the-spot fine, wow. Yeah. But that, and your vehicle, if you can't pay for it, it'll be impounded. You'll be stopped. A recovery vehicle will come and collect it. They'll be charged for that also. <sighs> but all, the, the next thing then... So this is down the line of enforcement, and it's leading to about policing. So he also has to produce um, his driving license, and luckily he did. But if he couldn't, to be another six hundred euro. What? So he said, "Yeah, that's so." That was the equivalent of euro. That we'll say, um, and and he had he had to pay the two thousand and could have paid two six. He said, "I won't do it again." So really. What needs to happen is we have a road policing, yes. But Lord God Almighty, it just ain't there in enough amounts. I mean, for example, I travel most to Cork and go up as far as Mullingar, kind mm-hmm. of thing. I'm a tree surgeon. Okay. And you'd, you'd go on all types of roads. And basically, anyone can go any type of speed. I've seen it look... You can you can be law abiding. There are a good proportion, but there is a larger proportion can go because the chance of getting caught, the chance of we'll say a heavy fine like that, your vehicle be taken off you. We all most people need it for work. Yeah, financial, it could cripple us. So you you could have then the scenario maybe someone maybe driving uninsured. What do you do with them? Oh yeah, you have to have to. Be community service, prison, you have to stamp down this. It's enforcement all the way. All right. Bringing down the speed limits, it's a kind of a policy coming from the Greens. They they wanted to bring speed limits on the motorways to um, down to 100 kilometers. They're sure you're slowing it down, mm. coming out of the, the cities. And, and That's very much the point that Justin was making earlier on. He said, look, you can, you can change the law all you want, but unless yeah. you're there to enforce it, and enforce it harshly, you're yeah. wasting your time. Uh, 100%. Justin hit it hard on, on the head. And I'd, I'd emphasize, he's on the right track there. Well, where's Michael saying, kind of, it's, it's money raising. It, it, it is, but it has, but it has to be greater. The, for example, um, most most roads in County Cork, you might or might not come across a speed van. There mm. are some. For example, if I go to Limerick, I've travelled in a lot of the villages, you could come across um, a speed camera. Great job, right? Mm. But you, you also need the dedicated policing that are not being pulled away for societal issues away yeah, from the roads. Yeah, it, it must the, be... The, the traffic cops are traffic cops and nothing else. Like heavy fines, 
take the vehicle off someone if they can't pay for it. If they have no means of paying for it, they have to go to jail or community service. It has to be... It, there needs to be no second chance less, the first less time Less carrot, more stick, I think is what you're saying. Yeah, it's enforcement. Enforcement. That you, you can do it any other way. You can turn it upside down with Justin Heather, the American guy. Is that the that's him, fella? Yeah. yeah, that's him. He had a bang on the headlight. All right, leave it there. John, thank you. 0818969696. Enforcement, enforcement, enforcement. We can. Jack Chambers, the minister, has said that there will be new speed limits and they will put them through in the new year. Uh, more penalty point changes, like whatever. But both John and others are saying Justin started out until you enforce that harshly. Courts 96 FM.